Cinema 7. I'm gonna build myself a time machine on particle physics and the power of steam. It runs on diesel oil and Donnie Dark Welcome to, uh, what is this, episode five? Trapped in the closet. <laughs> trapped in the closet. That's the title of it now. You know, yeah, that's, that's the title, man. Because we're trapped in the closet. So, uh, <laughs> with me, as always, we got Josh. What up? We got Chris Hawk. Yeah. And we got a guest today, Joey Hill. King of salt in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mario Bakari. So uh, today's episode, um, we're going to be covering and discussing our top sci-fi movies. See, this is going to be a three-parter. So this is only part one. So we're going to cover three, or technically this episode is four, of our favorite sci-fi movies. So today we'll be covering four, and then um, if we have guests on the other one, maybe there'll be four again. If not, there'll be three. It's just the the crew, the normal crew. But... um, so yeah, we're gonna review. We're gonna um, we're gonna look, take a look back on some of these that are our favorites. Um, we were gonna talk about news, but I don't think we're gonna talk about news. Do we get time for the news? I don't think we have time for news. Flash flood. All right, what's next? <laughs> Flash flood. It's really bad outside. I meant film news, Josh. Get your rubber ducky. <laughs> get your. So I was thinking, we just dive right into it, and we just start talking about the first movie on the list, Alien. Which is Joey Hill's, fa- one of his favorites, uh, his it, pick for this episode. Not only is it my favorite sci-fi, but it's actually my number one. It's your number, number one? Of all, yeah. What? I mean, that, it yeah. has changed, but the last two years or so, it has stood firmly at number one on my list. So, um, What's your general thoughts about it? Yeah, what's your, what, yeah, what's what's your general thoughts? thoughts? Well, the movie's older than I am, so with that said... Uh, general thoughts have changed throughout the years so what made me like it originally as a child was there was only really one thing that mattered when you watch this movie as a kid and that's how freaking cool that alien looks yeah yeah that alien is just it's it's freaking awesome yeah it's just a cool looking monster and so as a child you're rooting for the monster you're like yeah (laughs) Yeah. Every time it gets a kill, you're like making a tally mark in your little uh, composition notebook. So then you watch it as an adult and you realize how great of a movie it was, especially for the time that it came out and the ambiance that it creates, that sort of like late 70s, early 80s uh, sort of like sci-fi world that it, that it creates around this. And you root for the humans. As yeah. an adult, as opposed to rooting for the alien. As you should, because <laughs> yeah. we're all humans. Yeah, I was rooting human. for the cat, personally. Uh, but, you yeah. do want, you well, do Jones, want to Cat survives, though. Jones does And that's survive. why I'm happy. Yeah. So Team Cat. <laughs> he's in the second movie. Yeah. But all the way, all but the way is he a clone? No, Does he's he in the second movie. Doesn't he become a clone? Yeah, they, they, I think they cloned Jones in the second one. Because the second one takes place so many years after. Seven, like Spo- seven spoiler years alert. Yeah, but I thought he was frozen, too. If you haven't seen the 1979 Alien. Spoilers. You must be blind. Spoilers. (laughs) 
It's like what 30 30 some year old, maybe 40 some year old spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. That's sorry. Sorry. It's really old. It is almost 40. But I, you guys have all seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just I'm a big fan of of solid storytelling and it paces itself well. It starts off kind of slow and yeah. it gets you introduced to everything. And just the storytelling in it is really what cap- what makes it my number one. Yeah. Uh, still now. All right, all right. So uh, I'm gonna go around the table now, get everyone um, else's opinion on Alien, since uh, that was Joey's opening on his uh, pick there. Hawk, what's your opinion on the first Alien? It's um, I recently watched it about three years ago. Or, or <laughs> so recent. By myself. Wow. Um, and I really didn't see it all in one take, so I had to watch it for myself. All yeah. by myself in a dark house, all by my all by myself. And that was a bad idea. Because it's, it's a legitimately the best thing about Alien to me is how it's actually legitimately scary. And there are some parts in that movie that just the tension, um, the tension in that movie gets me just as much as the scares in that movie. I think that has to do with the pacing too. Like Absolutely. the pacing sets itself up so well that it's that you are legitimately like spoiler alert scared. when uh, Dallas goes in into the tubes to find the beast and he can't oh, find the beast scene. and it's yeah. beeping and it's like he's right above he's right next to you oh my god he's right next to you and then he looks he's like where is it and then he turns behind him and, you know classic yeah. classic jump scare but boom dude's done yep he's done and they still haven't shown you exactly what it is yet exactly yeah. you think it's, it's like a it's like a giant lizard almost that's what i thought when i first saw it i don't know it's just cool josh what's your opinion on the <laughs> oh first i love it more than aliens honestly you like uh, it better than the second yeah. one yeah I really do. I watched it more than the second one, actually. Um, so I watched it for the first time when I was 12, and Blockbuster was still around. Yeah. Didn't like it, because I was like, this is boring. Where's, where's the Aliens action? Where is it? And I was mad. I watched it again when I moved here um, about a year and a half ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with it. I really did. Um, what I love, too, about either of the Alien movies up until 3 is how it's a man in a costume. That, to yeah. me, is more scary than CGI crap these days. Yeah, because I feel like it's like an, it's an actual like it's itself, it's mm-hmm. alive. I like that. I like the scene. Obviously, the, the famous chest bursting scene. Mm. Love it when they use pig's blood and the actors didn't yeah. know it was gonna hit them. Love it. That's no, just, that's just a great movie all around. The so. best, the best part about the that scene is they knew something was gonna come out of John Hurt, but they didn't know what. They didn't know how much blood was gonna that's come it. out of John Hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all their reactions are, are legit, like real, like oh my god, there's so much blood. Uh, yeah, and that's I think that's just that in itself. That they did that, and they have the guy in the costume. It, I think it, uh, like, it helps the actors oh, yeah. do an even better job than they were already doing. Instead of like, look at this green yeah. ball. That's the alien. React. Hey, Mario. Oh, what? What do you think about Alien? You guys know I'm. Uh, Joey knows as well that I'm also a big uh, Aliens fan. As long um, because of uh, I'm a big Predator fan. So when they crossed them over, you know, I was like. I gotta get in on this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that basically when AVP came out was when I was like, I have to go back, I have to watch all the aliens. And then now I get the alien comics, I get the Predator comics, so I'm real big into alien. But, I mean, I feel the same pretty much as you guys. So, uh, I'm gonna ask Joey some questions about his favorite sci fi movie. Hot seat me. What's your favorite aspect? Like, your favorite? Like, is it the horror element or is it the sci fi element? Oh man, it's uh, it's tough to pick of those two because they blend it so well. Yeah. But um, ah, I like I to the point where I when I just when I discuss the movie, I call it sci-fi horror. Yeah. I just combine the two. It's honest. It's a triple compound word. You can say both. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with both. Yeah. Good. What's your favorite 
I want to say horror part of the movie. Hmm. I think does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that a question? I guess like I his favorite like scene where it's like, oh, when I first saw that, yeah. crap my pants. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Hmm. I think it's when uh, they first start to realize like what it is that's stalking them. Like it's yeah. the the chest the chest burster has come out. It's done its thing. And it now went, it's, went to the spaceballs. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Now it's now it is growing somewhere really fast. Yeah. In the catacombs of the Nostromo, and it's picking people off one by one. And so they're they're trying to go down the halls and stuff and figure it out. And when you first see its face as it comes down, and it's just dripping wet. Yeah. And it opens its mouth, and a tongue comes out. With another mouth. <laughs> That's it. Little mouth. You, I, lo- I lose it every time. Every single time. I love the part when the guy, um, I forget his name, the one that wears the hat. He's walking, the one who, uh, the cat, he actually owns the cat, I think. Yeah. He favors the cat. Oh, yeah, you're talking about, I know his name. Um, bad part is I know the cat's name. Yeah. When he goes, when he goes into that little room looking for the cat, and, you know, he's, you see all the chains and everything, and that's the scare. That's, that's the, I think that's, that's my, such a good part. Yeah, I think that's the, my favorite. The aliens, it shows the cat hissing. You're like, what's it looking at? Yeah, like, the aliens hiding in the chains. Yeah, and you see water dripping. Oh man! But you 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 know that some of the water is actually um, you know the, the spit. From the yeah, alien. it's like it's slime. Is that whatever. is that yeah. slime bad? Like <laughs> no, does it no, kill no, you? No, 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 no. Okay. Only its blood is. Only its blood. Acid. Okay, yeah. I thought so. I think I think what is cool too about Alien is there's really no like um, they don't really explain to anything to you like there's no exp exposition exposition yeah of of anything of any of the sci-fi elements either it's not like oh this is where we are now this is how uh, Earth is in the future blah blah blah. you know you just you already know that they're exploring the galaxy and they come across you know even Mother like they don't really explain anything about Mother yep they just they roll into it, but they yeah. do it at such a nice pace that you're you're you figured out. You're like, okay, so yeah. we're in space, shit. Just works out really well. Got another question for you, Joey. Hit me. What's your opinion on the franchise as a whole? On, on as a whole? Yeah, today with Prometheus involved. Uh, with well, I actually I or really take do... out Prometheus if you want to. Well, I mean, I like Prometheus, yeah. so you can keep it in there. I actually prefer Prometheus to. The uh, three and resurrection and all that stuff. So, because mm-hmm. uh, one and two are so solid, yeah, so solid. And then three, I mean, if you're a fan of the franchise, you can enjoy it, but it's yeah. not. It just doesn't do it, and it's a little. You already know. I three is probably my one of my favorite ones. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna knock it because I do. No, I, I do mean, like it myself. As you stare at him intently, like, it's one of my like favorites. You watch no, the first just, one. I'm just saying that he knows. You watch the second yeah. one, and then yeah. you go into the third one, and you're like, mm, it's, it's a not change really of pace. The same, it's a it's change kind of, of pace. It yeah. is. It is. It is. It's, and sometimes it could be rough to get through. And I think the fourth one's so over the top. Uh, the fourth one was just straight up like 90s action like let's just do this yeah let's create a, like a cool that, like bounty hunter crew we're gonna yeah. just kill aliens infamous <laughs> basketball scene exactly <laughs> it's so amazing josh what's your take on the uh on the franchise as a whole on the basketball scene what's your take on the basketball <laughs> what's your take scene? On oh the my god <laughs> i try not to remember that like i barely remember it to this day in all honesty but um as a whole it's i mean he pretty much nailed it on the head one and two solid three i i like three i won't diss it i respect it for what it is yeah 
Four, I don't talk about. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's like Highlander two. Well, okay. four won't be canon, right? That you, uh, they've recently the new, said the Aliens Covenant. I think that's what it's called. It's gonna be after. Is two. it Aliens Covenant? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna delete three and four from the mm. time stream. But what concerned like me and Mario when we were watching Planet of the Apes? We'll talk about it later though. We were, I was on my phone. I was like, look at this. It's about the new Alien movie, and they have the same cast from Prometheus in it that survived. That's where we were like, what the heck? Yeah, what are they gonna and do? He, immediately, Mario, Mario goes. The heck is Ridley Scott doing these days? What's he doing? This just makes no sense. The crazy thing about Ridley Scott is like if you ask him about like alien lore in yeah. that universe, he just like it really seems like he just makes stuff up off the top of his head. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Same, like, same with like, James Cameron. Yeah, he's like, I just wanted to make a good movie. I mean, this is what's going on inside his head. So, but yeah. let me let me try and give something to these fans. Same so he's just making stuff up. I think James Cameron Ridley does Scott the same thing that. with yeah. Terminator and stuff. Yeah. He's not really concerned with the continuity. He just wants to make a good movie with that monster. Sorry, yeah. he's, so he's like Brian Singer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Joey, want, give us a minute, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> what am I looking for? Explain the movie Fine. to someone who hasn't seen it. Oh, Ooh. okay. All right. Without spoiling it? Without, 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 without spoiling it. No, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to bring you into it. So, you start off with this crew and they're getting ready to go out on this ship and they're going to go look for uh like a big giant mining ship and you you quickly catch on yeah to the the time frame and the period and what's and like that it's it is a futuristic sort of 1970s and then from there it just it introduces you to these characters and it gives you a, a you know a little bit of time to to learn about each one you know, figure out their quirks, pick your favorites, and start rooting for one or two of them. Exactly. And then, and then, uh, Dallas stuff starts to happen. You know, <laughs> they 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 find the mining ship, they go on there, and 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 it just the pacing is so well, it lures you into it almost, kind of like the alien would yeah. lure you into one of its traps to get you. That's how the movie does it. It lures you in. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen this movie, you're going into it. Yeah. And you don't know what you're in for. It's, it truly is a treat because you're going to experience just so perfectly paced kind of bit by bit. And you get the, you get the time to truly enjoy the flavor of it. And you get to enjoy the sounds, the sights, the characters and everything, the story. And uh, so... See it. If you yeah. haven't seen it, see it. If you haven't seen it, what, where the heck have you been the last 40 years? <laughs> Just yeah, gotta say, years. the best, my favorite part is um, Sigourney Weaver characters becoming the unlikely hero. That's, yeah. I love that. Because you don't really, you, 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 it like plays to where like you think Dallas is going to be the main character. And then he was actually supposed to be the main, like the main character, savior of the yeah. entire ship. And then the, Jumpstarted Sigourney Weaver's career right there. Yep. Because Ridley Scott's like now she's a CIA director in every single movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's her best role. Okay. Her best role. So uh, now we're gonna go on to Josh's pick. Yep. We're gonna go with Back to the Future. Oh, part one. Yeah, part part one. one. Part one. Josh picked Back to the Future. One. Part yes. one. Um, Josh, I'm gonna let you explain your uh, fandom, and then why you chose this one. I mean, in all honesty, I grew up with the film. Not because I was in the 80s, but because like, my mom Good showed days. me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stranger Things. No, but um, <laughs> I love referencing that show. But I just, when I was a kid, I remember being real young. My mom had them on VHS. I would watch them a lot. Time travel always fascinated me. I wish it was real. Yeah. It can't be. Maybe we don't know. Who knows? It'd be cool. But uh, 
part one for sure because I like going back in the past. Granted, it's the butterfly effect, which sucks at the end. But I mean, like, imagine just bringing an iPhone back to the 1960s and just tripping people out. You'd be the talk <laughs> of the town. You'd be the, you'd be the cat's pajamas what, that what day. would you want to get that robbed. to happen? Yeah. <laughs> you would totally get robbed. Would you want that to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down with it. I mean, they had cool cars back then. Everything was, like, equal on some stuff. I'm not going to get into other stuff. But like, everything was, like, it was just more simpler back then, Yeah. in my opinion. And, like, just the movie portrays it in a fun way. They didn't really focus on the dark stuff, obviously. I just I love the movie. It's it's a fun movie. It's what it is, pretty much. Like, it's what it is. What do you guys think of the it's like um its impact on pop culture? Oh yeah, because I feel like it did it did more for pop culture than it really did for science fiction in a lot of ways. But um, well, jo- Joey, it, what's your take on Back to the Future in regards to the science fiction yeah, aspect right. Shut of up, it? Chris yeah, Chris Hawk. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> In regards to the science fiction <laughs> aspect, like, I, I really didn't consider it a science fiction as, like, movie for a long yeah. time because you go into the past. And yeah. You, when you think science fiction, you think future. Yeah. Think, that's like, more of the second yeah, one. Yeah. Robots and aliens and spaceships and blah, blah, blah. Um, Logan's run. Yeah. Exactly. So, with it be going back into the past, you don't really consider it. And so, I, I find it more of, like, kind of like an 80s, almost like adventure film sort of. Yeah, thing yeah, going yeah. on. I mean, I, I I really enjoy the movie, and it's it's been I mean, a while it's since I've seen it. Technically classified so. adventure science fiction in it's like everywhere. Well, and then sci-fi good. is considered Princess Bride on Netflix, so we can't really go <laughs> off that. Which is I don't know who did that, but Hawk, what were you gonna say? They were a genius. Excuse you. <laughs> well, I I do consider it a uh, a sci-fi movie just because of the fact that time travel is the plot device that drives the movie. And the reason why Mario, ha- that Mario, that Marty, hey ha- guys. <laughs> that Mario has to, you know, save his his future, his past, and his family, and all that. But the impact is just, I mean, all the technology that was influenced from it, the how how ads were made, you know, how yeah, how we do not have cars in 2015 <laughs> and beyond. How we're not even close to that. I know. <laughs> Where's my? Uh, we kind of have. We almost got the shoes. Yeah, they have the shoes. Yeah, that's amazing. They're the probably. Shoes. Do you remember the hoverboard prank they did last year? Yeah, with Tony Hawk, right? That Dude, was. Uh... I was one of the dummies who bought it for like an hour, and I googled it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, something's not adding up here." And I was looking at it, I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm so upset." I what was it an ad for? It was an ad for something, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a what was it for? Nike or something? It might have been. I don't remember. Because we were on the boards, focusing on their shoes a lot, and all the more Nike shoes. So Chris Hawk, what else do you have on the movie? Uh, I, got, you wrote down, you wrote, I did. The thing is about this movie is that you actually have time to write down notes. I didn't have time to write down notes for my other movie that we're going to talk about next. But uh, this movie, a lot happens, but a lot doesn't happen at the same time. You have, yeah. like... No, that's a really good way to put it, actually. Because he has a week to get his parents back together, yeah. and the week happens by really fast. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens really fast. Like, when, he's, when he drives out of the barn, it's, not, it's dark, and then directly the next scene, he's down the road, it's daytime. Daytime. I'm, I'm like, Pushing what, a car. That's happened a lot. Yeah. Um, it's one, like, big... It feels like one big rhyme, the whole movie, if you think about it, mm-hmm. because everything that happens in the beginning, everything that happens in the beginning, like, completes itself in the end. It just seems like a rhyme to me, but it's all ironic because, like, you're like, "Oh, he didn't play at the dance," and then at you know towards the end when he gets his parents together, he's like, he plays at the dance, you know, and then um, 
He calls his mom a nun. Turns out his mom was. I didn't even notice that that he didn't get to play mm -hmm. at the school dance in 1985, yeah. but he gets to play at the one in 1955. What? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. He he pretty much changes the history of rock music too. He does. <laughs> you know your cousin Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. Uh, there's some. The best part about this, going back and rewatching your favorite movies, was uh, the jokes that you miss. Like uh, when Marty goes back to the future for the first time and he's wearing his life preserver. Yeah. Thing. They make four jokes about it. And yeah. I counted every single one. <laughs> exactly. Like um, someone asks if he's a sailor. Someone asks if uh, they want, like Doc asks him if he can donate money to the Coast Guard Auxiliary <laughs> yeah. Men's Club or something like that. And then um, Lorraine's mom asks if he's a sailor. It's, it's just wonderful stuff that I didn't catch the first time. I wrote down three different Star Wars references. That's in the movie. Which ones? You want to know? I do. It's like kissing my brother. I felt like I took that as a Star Wars Yo. reference. Um, <laughs> he calls himself Darth Vader, obviously. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, Darth Vader. He also throws a Star Trek reference in there with Planet Vulcan. Yep. And the other one, he goes, Doc, you're my only hope. Yeah, I got some yeah. Star Wars vibes from that. Uh, this is a little bit of a side note, but I've, I've listened to every episode. So, well, no, I haven't. Oh, that was that was, that was my DeLorean. I'm so sorry. We're back in time. Here we go. It's, oh stor it's storming God. here, guys. <laughs> Woo! I just crapped. Holy All right. My goodness. That was like right outside. Anyways, I haven't listened to episode four yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's why it that happened. Said, God's mad at you. Oh, I should have listened to it. <laughs> He's like, you should listen to episode four. It's not like you just hit like someone's car. That was crazy. So after all that madness, uh, <laughs> Mario, Mario, what, what, what I want to know is like, has Star Wars not ever like not been mentioned in any of the episodes? Because it seems like it has been. Like every episode, there is a Star Wars reference to whatever it is that you happen to be discussing. I don't know. Episode four might not have it, or uh, maybe the uh, lost episode. We're talking about Star Trek, so of course we did kind of probably talk about Star Wars. Maybe a we bit. did, yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about this show, is that Star Wars mentioned, is mentioned every episode. <laughs> Absolutely. But I just, you know. The best part about this is you definitely could tell that Steven Spielberg had some type of influence on it. Yeah. The, the, A lot of the photography is very Steven Spielberg. The, the tension in the movie, I could see a lot of Spielberg vibes from it, which I talk about in my movie. The, like, uh, the only thing, when I rewatched it, the only thing I did not like was yeah. the part where George just beat the crap out of Biff. One mm -hmm. punch. One punch man. One punch. Yeah. One punch man. That you apparently did not watch. <laughs> I, I am. I have to watch it. Three episodes either. in. Right? Calm down. <laughs> gets Lorraine. He gets yeah, the girl. for another podcast. His, his okay. confidence is an all-time high. I'm yeah. talking one million percent. All right? Playing in the dance. Yeah. Marty's playing in the dance. They're dancing Lorraine, and then that guy comes and takes Lorraine away from him. I do not like that part at all, because it's like... He starts laughing. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> but then... <laughs> but George... Then George is just... He goes back to his original self. And I just... I, I think it takes away from the, the tension a little bit. I know, yeah. I know what they were trying to do. I absolutely know what they were trying to do. I just... I think it takes away from the, the flow of the film. Yeah. So you would rather him just, just get the girl like right away, not, not have that part. Well, the part I think it's another over, signifier. He overcome like more. He overcome. Um, he overcame Biff. He overcame his, you know, his self confidence, and he he got the girl all in three and one. I, that could have been good right there. It's like old habits die hard. That's why they put that in there. Maybe they were trying to that, do a I know hero's that's what journey. They were trying to do. I just it, it didn't hero's feel journey, right, bro. Hero's journey. He's got. He that's the final test right there. <laughs> I don't know. It, it never that that particular part didn't actually affect me. I just rolled with it. 
I think the movie had been so solid up to that point that I was just like, all right, all right, you know, you know, it's just one final challenge. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh, you have any other, uh, anything else you want to say about the Back I mean, yeah, it has flaws. But yeah. it's one of those films, like I say, like, I just love watching. Yeah, but it's, it's, but it's still a fun movie. Okay. Like just one of those movies where you just like relax, not really think about it. Just popcorn. That's what it is. Popcorn flick in a good way. All right. So, uh, do you, do you still think it, um, you still think it holds up today? Yes. One and two do. One and two do? Yeah. You don't like the third one? There's a third one. There's nothing wrong with the third one. Just that it was. Chris Hawk, you yeah. like the third one? I like them all. So, so let's just say that I have to I'm, ask. I'm a big fan of westerns, yeah. okay? Yeah. Okay. That's probably why he liked it, because I, I watched it probably twice in my lifetime. Both times I hated it. I just, I didn't hate it. I just. <laughs> found myself just like what do you have against choo-choo trains what do you get what do you have against them what do you have against choo-choo trains what do you have against choo-choo trains choo-choo trains tank engine wait all right so here's well what about the mom from uh stepbrothers what do you have a problem with her she's annoying Hmm? Hmm? (laughs) what all right wait what's your question what's your question i haven't seen the third back to the future that's why you're smiling still (laughs) it's on netflix so oh it is they just put it on netflix is it worth it well netflix i mean technically it's quote-unquote free if it's on netflix Grant ten dollars a month, but I mean, is hour, it worth the time? It was like an hour and a half, maybe hour and forty-five. It's uh, I think it's one of the shortest hour ones. forty hour hour forty-eight hour forty-three. If you can handle like a couple of Clint Eastwood pun, those uh, are always great. Though. Hoverboard and the train track, and yeah, I go for it. All right, I'm doing it. So I have one last <laughs> question to ask everyone here. What is it? Could <laughs> could this be rebooted? Well, absolutely not, because uh, Zach Efron's taken right now. Bob Gale, <laughs> I think it's Bob Gale. He says absolutely not, no reboots ever. Yeah, but if they did, if they did, if they did, who, have who would you guys cast Zach as Zach Efron as Marty McFly? Chris Hawk has been arguing this for ten years. Ten dang years. Ten long years. You know what? I, who, who when Chris you told me today, I was like, you know what? Zach Efron could do it. Thank you. you. Think so? Thank I'm you. gonna go on Thank the Zach Efron train here. He oh, has the God. comedic yeah. chops. He has Joey. the comedic chops. I mean, he he could do it. Who's the guy he did? What's the movie that he just did where they needed dates? Oh, Mike and Dave need wedding Mike dates Dave or something like that. Yeah. Did you see that? Dates. No. That was surprisingly funny. You see really? it? Yeah. Oh wow. Did I pay for it? Yeah. Who's the guy that was with him? That's Dave Franco, right? Uh, no, no, it's guy from Workaholics. Adam yeah. Oh, Adam yeah. Devine. He was also Manny yeah. in uh, in um, Divine, Modern Devine. Family. Yeah, he's been in that show. But um, he could do it too. He could. Yeah, he could do it. He he's could too. Do he's too big. No offense. Not body body shaming or anything. But Marty is pretty what, small what guy. Could he play oh. Biff? <laughs> no, Chris <laughs> Chris Pratt has got to pay, play Biff. You know who'd have been the perfect Marty? And it's a shame he's not here anymore. Antonio. George yeah, Antonio I knew you were going to say Anton. Who? Anton Yelkin. Whoa. I think he would have been a perfect With a Marty. Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, McFly. What is this, Back to Future 3? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, it's never going to uh, happen, though, in our lifetimes, ever. So yeah, you're so, probably right. Just watch it again and again, guys, because you never I mean, we can go it. back in time, it'll probably happen, because it'll be alive. So, uh, <laughs> now let's move on to Chris Hawk's pick. What? Chris Hogg, tell us your movie and uh, give us um, give us like a uh, just just let explain your general thoughts about the movie, why you love it. Okay, the movie I picked for one of my favorite sci-fi movies is Minority Report. 
the 2002 movie by uh, Steven Spielberg that has Tom Cruise in it, Tom Farrell, a, a slew of other great actors. But the best part, I, I believe, about this movie that sells it for me is Tom Cruise, as he does in mostly all of the other sci-fi movies that he's ever in. He just, he's on point every single time. This, when I rewatched this movie the other day, I forget how much action is in this movie and how much I enjoyed that action. Uh, I would say an hour for like an hour and 25 minutes. It's pure action. Yeah. Almost. And I, I forgot how much I love that. It's a great hook into the, into the universe that you see. And it's, it didn't turn me off at all. Which I thought would, there was a lot of things that I saw and picked up on my second, my, uh, my, this viewing when I didn't pick up my first viewing, I paid attention more to what uh, Colin Farrell was saying to Tom Cruise in the beginning about how from the Department of Justice and even if they haven't committed a crime yet, how can they be accused and sentenced and all that? I picked up a lot of those things and made me enjoy it a lot more than I originally. So I actually have a new appreciation for this movie now. All right, Joey, um, have you seen my report? Not in a long time. Do you, what do you remember about the movie? Um, oh, not a lot. Uh, I remember Tom Cruise and his awesomeness. <laughs> but I, I, with, with that said, I, 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 I mean, I really like Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah. Which is something that I do share with Chris Hawk. Chris Hawk, you, you said that Tom Cruise is always on point with his sci-fi movies, right? So what about his non-sci-fi movies? Like, how many are there? I, a lot. I, I mean, there are, but is I, he, on, you is he be as like, on point? How do you feel about that? Okay. So when, um, whenever I see Tom Cruise in a movie, I first have to look at what he's trying to portray as. And usually when Tom Cruise goes into a movie, he's usually trying to portray someone that's bigger than life or taller. Tom Cruise usually portrays people that are yeah. taller mm-hmm. in yeah. novel form or taller in how it was originally written. So Tom, so how tall is Tom Cruise? Five, seven, five, eight. So he's he like, went, he's mm. like my height. He's I like think. our height. Yeah. That's oh, like average. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, but that's, uh, that's unusual for a leading man role in Hollywood. Usually, you're Chris Pratt size, like 6'2". Okay. But um, I'd say The Last of the Samurai's Days of Thunder, The Good, good uh, A Few Good Men. A lot of people, like, you know, probably our dads and stuff who grew up in the 80s, like Risky Business. Risky and Business. Say, and yeah. Top Gun. Top, top Gun. Top Gun from the Tom, top. I, I feel like Tom I've Cruise. I've heard from several people that that is his best role ever. I, I don't know if I would say I that is that. best role. I think it's a very iconic role because of what it did to the military when it came out. Uh, yeah. It jump-started the military quite a bit with the... Like, everyone wanted to I listen think to the Air Force and fly a plane. No, I, there's, they're making uh, a number no. two. Are they? Yeah, they are. That's drone it. drone warfare. I don't know what they could do. But I, I drone think... Drone warfare, dude. And, what uh, was this, that movie... Uh, there's no people in it. What is that okay. movie? And then uh, Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise always nails in a Mission oh, Impossible. Yeah, yeah. And I think, okay. I think the reason why... Uh, Tom Cruise is so good at what he does because Scientology? (laughs) No. (laughs) For some reason he's able to take on the character that he's portraying and not I don't see Tom Cruise anymore. Like it takes me a little while to get into Minotaur Report until I don't see Tom Cruise. He'll do anything for his roles. Like he'll do his own stunts. He just I think you know I think he's just, he wants our acceptance at this point. Like, he's just, you know what I mean? He's just he, like, he's I'll do it, I'll do whatever. Him. Yeah. He, he is really a chameleon. I, I don't see Tom Cruise in most of the roles he does. I see whoever he's portraying. Exactly. 
He's been in a total of like six or seven sci-fi movies. Did you count? Yes, I looked it up. He watched all of them last night. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I think I, think I, I like I like all of them. Edge of Tomorrow being a on recent the, On the favorite. Tom Cruise topic, I have to ask you guys this question. Is Tom Cruise to sci-fi as if uh, Clint Eastwood or John Wayne is to, a West, to what Westerns? To Westerns, I, I don't know. Say. You just said he was only in seven to eight sci-fi movies. Well, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood are in all the westerns. John Wayne v. Clint Eastwood, dawn of westerns. (laughs) What? What did you just say? (laughs) Did you just say Martha? Did you just say Martha? (laughs) (laughs) But what what do you what do you think he's that like defining sci-fi like? Because you know when people look back and they watch westerns or they think westerns are like oh John Wayne best western actor or yeah actor of all time or. Clint Eastwood for the many ones that he did for the oh, man, the good, the bad, Clint and the Eastwood. ugly. I think the films. best part about Clint Eastwood and John Wayne is that during that time they were the definite portrayal of what a man should be and what should act. Yeah. So for that to be like Tom Cruise and how it's different because the westerns were all about being a man in that time, and I don't think being a man, I don't think Tom Cruise defines the definitive man in sci-fi movies, but he is iconic in the fact that. He is 100% committed and 100% outstanding in any role he does in a sci-fi movie. Yeah. All actors should be, though. I mean... They should. If they're the lead role, absolutely. Yeah. But who's Tom Cruise's runner-ups? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some people who have... Who, who would compete with him in that department? For male sci-fi? Yeah, for, like, male sci-fi. Like, who? Like, it's like, all right, the male sci-fi choice award goes to... Probably, like, Ethan Hawke or... Um, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Ethan That's Hawk, a good one. Uh, Gattaca's good. Gattaca's good. Love Jude it. Law. Yeah. You, you have... Um, Ian McGregor. Ian, Ian McGregor. <laughs> I know. His <laughs> last name, yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah, he does some He does some sci-fi movies like The Island and... I'm uh, sure I'm forgetting someone. There's one on Netflix someone. I just watched. Like Keanu? Eva Green. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. That's a good yeah. one, yeah. But, um, would I say, what, what, what would I say, would, if Tom Cruise, yeah. 20 years, 30, 40 years from now, would he be remembered for his sci-fi movies? I believe he would be. I think so. I it, mean, it would be sci-fi it. and then Mission Impossible. Absolutely. That'd be the big ones. Yep. Mission Impossible and probably Top Gun. Because mostly Top Gun. What stands mostly, out, mostly. what stands out to you? Ever. Yeah, did you not hear about that? <laughs> best role ever. <laughs> I got Nickelodeon Slime Award. Oh my goodness. <laughs> did it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting if it did. Chris Hawk, what stands out to you? The most in this movie. So I actually, actually, when I watched this movie, didn't have time to write notes because so much is happening in this you, movie. You There's, just, yeah. There is a lot of stuff going on that I, I couldn't, st- I like, if I would have paused it, I would have ruined the tension that Steven Spielberg has been setting up so much yeah. of the movie. So it, what if I ask you your favorite parts? I would, I could, I, it would be, um, how about that? It'd have to be the, the theme. One of the main themes of the movie is um, predestination versus free will. And how the precogs show a future that is a conditional future where the person is about to commit a crime, and that crime is murder. And it's a it's a pre it's a um, one of those when you when you are I can't think of the word right now when you when you plan for a murder premeditated premeditated murder or it's a crime of passion. Mostly they're crime of passions. They come out as a red ball in the movie. So the pre-con, the pre-crime unit prevents this crime from having said happens, and the main reason why the Department of Justice is there is, since they're not committing a crime, are they really guilty? 
So insert Josh joke. Insert Josh <laughs> joke. But the best part about this is that the best part about it is that John Adderton, which is Tom Cruise, he fully believes in the precogs and that they are unfailing. They are a hundred percent right, and mm-hmm. there's nothing uh, unfallible about them. They are a hundred percent in his book. So when it happens is that he actually becomes a target as a uh, he becomes the the murderer. When he when he that 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 when he actually is being accused for murder by them, yeah, is he, it based off a book? Yeah, it's actually based off a book by Philip K. Dick. Ooh, which is say that name again? Philip K. Dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who also serves the Josh Joe? Also wrote uh, "Do Sheep Dream of What Is It?" Uh, do you, uh, Do Sheep Dream of Electric, electric Dreams? Or yeah. Do Electric do, Sheep Dream do of sheep. <laughs> One of Those? Do, uh, it's what Blade Blade Runner's based yeah. off of. And yeah, he wrote Blade Runner, so. The basis of labor. So the best part is, uh, I think the best part for me is it's a certain form of time travel, pre premeditation, precognition. Is if you can know the future, you have the ability to change it. Yeah. So that is a somewhat form of time travel. Yeah. And that's why I dug this movie so much back in the day. Now I fully understand what was going on because it was like a full five or six years since I last watched this movie. Josh, when was the last time you've watched uh, my Minority Report? Uh, what do you remember the most? God, the bathtub scene. The bathtub scene? Yeah, the spiders. Yeah. That's such Let a good scene. Let me tell you why. Even before you said, like, my report, gotta watch it again. It's just like, I think about it once a year at least, because when I was a kid and I saw that, I don't know why it's scared. You know what's... Because I'm like Mario. I hate spiders. That's why. <laughs> That's why. That's I why. I hate spiders, okay? <laughs> I hate spiders. But uh, this is actually considered one of the top best sci-fi movies of the 21st century. Did it's, you know it, that? It's, I didn't I'm, know that. You should know that. Well, because you love this movie. I do, but I'm not, not going to look up things about it. Just, <laughs> high score throwdown. High score throwdown. Just going to watch it again. Yeah, I'm just going to keep on watching it. It's so, just, are you higher on it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm noticing themes in the movie that I didn't notice before. If you guys notice the, uh, I think it's the IBM I cornea yeah. recognition software, mm-hmm. and when you when it acknowledges you, it's the iPhone charger sound. When you plug your iPhone charger in really? to your phone, it goes, it's that sound. And I thought that was, that was pretty great. Maybe that's where they got it from. I think that's what they did get it from. <laughs> I just you, trust Apple less and less now that you realize that. What do you, what do you think of uh, Steven Spielberg's direction in this compared to like some of his other movies? I think that Steven Spielberg was the perfect choice to direct this movie. There is no other person that I think directs tension as well or suspense as Steven Spielberg. And it's evident in Jurassic Park, Jaws, E.T., you know his classics. It's yeah. it's so evident the way he he def- he le- he lingers you along just enough that you want to know more, and then the tension that he builds up, like the part where Josh just said the bathtub scene with mm-hmm. the spiders, and oh, this is a new element that I didn't see before. You're adding a new twist, and how is he going to get out of this? And it's it's great. I put down some notes on uh, good old Steven. Yeah, and. Uh, I find it funny that, like, even if I read it, or if, uh, or if someone says it, or if I watch it in a video, or just hear it in general, that Steven Spielberg doesn't favor or tend to like making sci-fi genres. Really? And um, I just find that unusual because, uh, you know, he, he, has, he has made several sci-fi movies, like, um, Jurassic Park is actually considered Some science fiction. It is definitely yeah. science fiction. AI, mm-hmm. no, it is. Uh, War of the Worlds, my uh, 
Minority Report. Tom Cruise is also in War of the Worlds. Some people actually consider <laughs> Indiana Jones to be sci-fi, believe it or not. Uh, uh, adventure. But, adventure, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, the last one, probably. Because, but like, yeah. Because I, you, I, you, you actually could make it, like, 50 sci-fi. That's what they thought was science fiction back then. Because that's, like, the excuse you hear when he uh, turns, because when he turns down a Star Wars film is he doesn't favor sci-fi. That's, that's my buddy George's uh, thing. And, um... I think it would be great to see him actually do a Star Wars film. I think he could do Which, the, the tension. Yeah, right. he's he actually he's actually rumored to have collaborated with George on writing I, certain Star Wars scenes. Absolutely, I you could definitely yeah. see some Steven Spielberg effects in Empire and A New Hope. I pre- really New Hope. I think so. The trash compactor scene I think has Steven Spielberg written all over it. I think Maybe I'm probably was- I'm probably wrong. They but said he some... helped write the last scene of, um, is it Return? Return. He helped write a scene in Return. Of the the Ewoks dancing? Is that? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you never know. Is but um, the, 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 there's the... another one. They, they, they also think he helped collaborate to write the uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin fight in Revenge of the Sith. That's also a rumor. Like the dialogue and everything. When, when I meet him, I'll ask him about it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you can you can see the like where he may have been influenced. Like influence may be the better word there. Something I I never really because they work together. Something I never really noticed until I actually started reading up on it was uh, how Steven Spielberg grew up in a broken family. His parents got divorced when he was young, so nearly every single really? movie that he directs, there's a broken family in it. And that's, that's why it's really relatable. To so me. what is it? We go Jurassic Park. Family's getting divorced. War of the Worlds, family's getting divorced. Yep. Minority Report. I love family, War of the Worlds. Family was torn apart by a dead kid. E.T. Was it only a single mom in E.T.? Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic Park, they go to stay with their grandfather. Boom. And it's, it's, I didn't realize how much of a big theme that was. And he, he, said, he said it will never go away. That's how much he compartmentalized it in his brain and how it's, it's actually a part of him now. As evident in how many in, in, in his, how, as it's evident because it's in like every single damn movie he directs. Wait, exactly. Spielberg did Poltergeist, right? No, no. I don't think so. I, who did Poltergeist? Remember who did that? Mm. Um, I, I know it was someone who, who didn't really do horror movies, and they made that, and they're like, "That's pretty." The new Poltergeist? No, I mean like the, the original. The new one I've never watched. Horror. Yeah, not really. No. Um, Hawk, what's your final thoughts? Steven on... Spielberg. Wrote Poltergeist because uh, the parents really? that aren't divorced. That's why I was. Wondering. That's interesting. Because they were together the whole. So movie. that actually makes sense. He is such a homewrecker, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> such a homewrecker. Hulk, what's your final thoughts on uh, Minority Report after th- this rewatch? I think there's some. I didn't realize the religious connotations when I first watched it, and so going back and seeing and the, that's relatable the, to you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. About predestination versus free will. Because. Chris Hawk is very uh, active in his church. And I love it. He's a, good, he's a good man. The scary part about how Steven Spielberg got a think tank together to talk about how uh, media and ad advertisements are going to be in the future, and he kind of hits it on the nail about how Tom Cruise walks into a Gap store and they start talking to him, of, hey, blah, 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 blah. You want to check out them pants again? And I'm like, if that really <laughs> happens, that's going to be some crazy world. And all in all together, it is. It's a great, it's a great thriller. It's yeah. a great mystery movie, and it's a good sci-fi movie. Even if some of the special effects don't hold up as well, like there's yeah. some definite highway scenes mm-hmm. with the cars and stuff, they look kind of goofy. The um, 
sometimes I feel this movie is oversaturated with uh, light and dark. And I, yeah. think, I think it was done on purpose, but it may ha- also have to do with the fact that my movie is Maybe very... it was trying to hide the CG at the so, time? I don't know, but I, it might be due with the fact that my movie's not high definition. So, oh. But I, I give this movie a higher grade than I, when I watched it, and it might almost be... I'm going to ask you that in a second, but it looks like, Joey, what do you want to say? What's up, Joey? Because uh, you, you mentioned how it's like not shot in HD and, it, and the stuff doesn't hold up. You know it's like the youngest movie on this lineup right now, right? Until we get to or mine. it's like the most recent. Oh, I guess if you talk about... Are you, are you talking about... Well, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Back to the Future actually looks pretty damn good. Oh, and the youngest movie. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like the most recently oh, okay, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking... Yeah, back to the Future... Back to, I, I, I back to the Future and Aliens kind of work for when they're aged. They don't look decrepit or old. No, they yeah. Are, yeah, they're very... 2001 timeless. is when they first started getting really big into using CGI. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you have the... Thanks to George Lucas. Thanks to George Lucas and Industrial Light and Magic. <laughs> and... You can see, you can definitely see how weak it is at some parts, and this doesn't, doesn't really affect the movie. But I, I noticed it, so I would have to say I was like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. But honestly, this might be one of my new favorite favorite movies. Joey, are you gonna try to watch it after Chris Hawk? Yeah, uh, well, no, I in in uh, in tradition with every single episode. Of Cinema Seven, I gen I have a list, and I go have gone back and watched most of the things you guys have discussed. If I haven't already watched it, or if I want to rewatch it, like mm-hmm. what? Um, let's see. I did the Stranger Things. I have to actually pull out my list. Here we go. Here we go. Let's Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Going Here we go. back. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna try to watch Minority Report after Chris Hawks? Fully um, again. Yeah, I wanted to. I just forgot to watch that again. But I remember like. I YouTube some clips before I got here to just make sure I'm thinking of the right movie with the bathtub scene. And I am. You're yeah, totally right. Yeah. The bathtub scene is one of a kind. I just, I love it. I don't know why. I just love it. But yeah. I would have to say one of the, <laughs> the only, the only problem I had with this movie. Yeah. Was that almost every single character. I've was, said yeah a lot. The only single, like almost every yeah. single character is enamic or there's like overly mm-hmm. helpful mm-hmm. to John. Or trying to think of the word when you. Uh, he has a lot of characters named John. Ego, not ego. It's uh. They're like. Ex machina. Yeah, I don't. No, know. the word in him. It's like describing Doc. He's eccentric. Centric. Every single person that John deals with is some kind of eccentric. Mm-hmm. Like the lady who helped build pre-crime. The guy that replaces his eyeballs. The uh. His partner at pre-crime. All of them have some uh. Department of Justice, Colin Farrell. Everyone has an eccentric to him that's kind of not realistic. But at the same time, it works. But it's just something I noticed. Joey, what's this, what's this list? Oh, it's, it's actually shorter than I thought. Because well, I've, only, I've seen a lot of stuff good. I mean, we probably haven't about. mentioned too much. No, I, I need to watch Swiss Army Man. Yes, you do. Um, so yes, good. you do. No, I, I, you we were all very awesome. high on it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Days of Future Past. I believe that was mentioned, and I need to watch that really bad. <laughs> did we mention Days of Future Past? Yeah, I did. In, in the first episode. Days of Future Past is not that bad. Yep. Um, I haven't seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Why not? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You seen Rise? Yeah, I've seen Rise. You need to see Dawn then. Yeah. You're going to be like, ooh. Dawn's yeah. I like Rise. And you like monkeys. Yeah, I, love, I like monkeys. I liked Rise. It was a it was a good uh, package. I like monkeys. I like turtles. But um, so what would you give it, Chris Hawk, as a grade? 
one it's of the, one of the Chris Taku. Uh, but I'm actually I'm actually gonna give it a grade this time. Ooh, yeah, because ooh. I think like it going off of our scale of one to ten. One to ten. It is a must-see Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. It's That's a, a must, Chris Taku grade. It's a must-see sci-fi movie, and it's a must-see Tom Cruise action thriller mm-hmm. movie. That's three. That's three badges of Chris, Haka, Chris Taku. Yeah. But it's also a nine point five. Wow. On the scale. Nice. If you love Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> if you love Tom. Cruise. Joe, you need to see. Uh, listen to episode four and maybe see if you want to go see uh, Star Trek or not. The new Star Trek. I, I probably will. Dude. We're, we're, we're all, we all have different opinions I was, on it. I was told strictly once upon a time to not not listen to, I think it was episode three, not listen to that until I finished Stranger Things. Exactly. Which I did do. Good. I don't know if we spoil Star Trek beyond that much, actually. We, we did. We, we, you guys yeah, really, it's, it's kind of like a non-spoiler review, in, in a way. In yeah. all of your reviews, you guys are very bad at spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> but we say spoilers. Hold on. But we, yeah, but do. we never spoil You do, it. but like... I don't know. You're vague enough. You don't actually like. You don't like walk it scene yeah. by scene through. So no, it's like go. you mention things <laughs> here and there, and then when you watch it, because so, I mean, I did listen to a little bit of episode three. Like I, you guys had started the review, yeah. and then I spoke with Chris Hawk, and he's like, "Don't finish." And then I did watch Stranger <laughs> Things, and I was like, "I see what they were talking about," but I wouldn't have like been able to piece that together from yeah. mm-hmm. the spoilers. And that's actually a good thing. So you guys like. Being bad at spoilers, I think, is a really, really good thing. Like, boom, Stranger Things, why don't No Dad, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> All over it. All over it. All over it. So that did bring us to the to the final movie, which Yo. is my pick. Uh, the original Planet of the Apes. Man, oh nine, man. 1968. This is one of my favorite. This is one of Mario's favorite movies. One of my favorite. He wouldn't stop talking about I it. I have the whole collection. I have it all. The I have it all. Name them all, Mario. Can you name them all? Uh, there's um, Planet of the Apes, yeah. 1968, <laughs> whatever which year you want to pick. Yeah. Um, there's Beneath the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. which I believe is the next one. Then mm-hmm. there's Escape from the Planet of the Apes, which is number three, which is uh, when Cornelius and um, Zira? Zira? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She goes. Ziva, Z- Zero. Zira. Something like that. And she, they go, they uh, recover his ship before the planet blows up. Spoilers. And uh, beneath the planet of the apes. And oh, they go so back into space, bad. go through the wormhole he went through, and they end up in his time. <laughs> what? Yeah. So they're in his time. It's a little, it's a little campy, a little corny. Um, Battle of the Planet of the Apes is the fourth. No, 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 no. Conquest. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes is the fourth one. Yes. Thank you. And that's when you actually first see Caesar for the first time, um, who is Cornelius and Zira's uh, child. And um, he names himself. So they created the god of the apes. Exactly. That's amazing. But it's, he's not really a god, but the reason he becomes in, con- in control is because the, the uh, human population realizes that apes are evolving. So what they do is, is they use them to, like, do chores and experiments on them, and he has enough of it, so he gets them to revolt slowly. And uh, there's a really cool quote in the movie. I escapes me at the moment because you know we're talking about the original Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. but then the next one is Battle of Planet of the Apes, which is uh, hot garbage. But um, <laughs> then there's you know there's TV shows and stuff that they made. This is six, six movies. Six movies rise right if Amazing. you tech- count it as. Can I borrow um, that collection more? Which, if you think about it, resets the, the timeline. What? Can I borrow your collection there? Yeah, if you want to borrow it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, the first one since I was nine. Really? Yeah. Hawk has the... I let him borrow the 
the first one if you want to borrow it. Alright, cool. Um, but if I want, I want to just give a quick little thing about the movie. Um, it's a, it's a movie that broke, uh, I think, ground with its, uh, with its perception for the time frame. Definitely, uh, given a quick look over, as most things were back then, I think um, it would have had a lower budget, and it wouldn't have been taken as, as serious as it was. Um, what else did I write down? Oh, the cinematography, I think, lacks in certain shots where it zooms in. Me and Josh were kind of oh, talking about we that. We riff track those sometimes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, how about the best but part? I, the but part I, think this, I still think the shot, there's a lot of the shots and camera work in the, in the movie that still impress to this day. The wide angle shots. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and so especially when the ship crashes in the beginning, I think that's, that's something you, you hardly see, you don't really see today. And um, I think it's true science fiction at its best. What are you laughing about? Chris Locke just touched my toes. I'm sorry. Uh, ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys playing footsie over there? Kind yeah. Of. I think its impact, influence on film and science fiction uh, make it more successful. And I think it's a classic because of that. And it, it would be really hard to be improved or re- remade. It did. No, it was rebooted. The franchise was rebooted. It wasn't technically remade. Started over. Well, no, because it's from our timeline, not that timeline. It's different timeline. Okay. I could explain it. Yeah, because they go in time. Yeah. And this one's more like, it's happening right now. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you're good. But, uh, let me see what questions I wanted to ask you guys. Um, what, what is, um, your general thoughts on the movie? Joey, when was the last time you actually seen the original Planet of the Apes? I told you I was nine years old. Nine years old? <laughs> that's, that's the last time you saw it? It's 1998, and the mind of a nine-year-old doesn't really absorb what the, the mind yeah. of an adult does when they watch a movie, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, monkeys, uh, <laughs> yeah. with guns, <laughs> on a horse. Why are the people not in charge of the monkeys? Yeah. And that's, that's really it. And then it was, it was cool, but I do remember the movie being very long. Mm-hmm. So for a nine-year-old, that's it's not, not, a, that's not, that's a, not a good thing because I do I don't remember a lot of action in the, it. The pacing is um, kind of offset. Really slow. Yeah, I um, appreciate slow pacing. I really do. But, but it as comes to justify yeah. it. Yeah. As a nine-year-old, I don't appreciate slow pacing. There's there's parts where I I even find myself you know I'm a fan of it that I'm just like oh my goodness move this along. How about the part? But it, where but it Charles, comes together at the end. The Charleston Heston is giggling at that flag. That is, that is such oh a- my <laughs> gosh! I was dying in the theater. But do you understand? Do you understand why? Do you understand why? Yeah, of course I Great do. Acting. It's so funny. It's because he he finds it silly. Yeah, he he really doesn't like that guy that much at all. Um, but like, but I mean, even though the pace is slow, I still think it sets itself up perfectly at the end, and it's still a great way of storytelling, even today. Because there's a lot of movies that don't have that pacing alien almost has that same it does. kind of pacing yeah no i know what you mean like the problem is i just haven't seen it since i was nine yeah nine-year-olds <laughs> don't appreciate that like i would yeah so that's why i just snagged yeah. that that uh, dvd right there yeah yeah josh um <laughs> what's uh your general thoughts on the planet of the on the planet of the apes planet ups. so the i'm planet. out the planet because you saw it in theaters with me the i other did day. like what like less than 1968 yeah. you guys saw that in theaters <laughs> boom dude no because we got my delorean now we're here if we but have <laughs> if we have fans of the podcast who listen to previous episodes they know that i bought a ticket 
to see it on Fathom Events. To this see is it true. And if you're not a fan, we bought a ticket to see it. <laughs> and Fathom Events. Fathom 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 to see it A&C. in the theaters. Yeah. I'm the number one fan, and I can absolutely attest to what Mario just said. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling yourself? You're the number one fan of all time? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll battle Kenya for that spot. So what's so what's your what's your general thoughts after seeing it in theaters? Well, I personally never gotten through. Like, remember when we first started? You're like, yeah, yeah. I can only take it like maybe two sittings. And I was like, yeah, I saw it when I was a kid. Don't really remember it that yeah, much. Yeah, because I said to you, I was like, either this is in theaters because I've already seen it a few times. Either it's gonna be really boring or it's gonna be really exciting to see in yeah. theaters. So what made it like I guess kind of dumbed down, like kind of boring was like it was a part of the movie. It was the the interview Fathom Events did in the beginning for like uh, what thirty minutes so before and after the film. And I, it oh, a, it was God. a guy dressed up as Doctor Zayas yep. who didn't sound anything like Doctor Zayas, uh-huh. and they interviewed him as if he was Doctor Zayas. So what did he sound like? Just an articulate. You just got like, his voice down right there. You said it. Oh really? That, there you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah. But he sounded, really, he sounded <laughs> you really go. articulate. Like he okay. was like, oh yeah, it's Mr. Chuck Harris. Uh, Chuck, um... Well, back then, I call him Chucky. You call him Chucky. It's like, it's like yeah. shut up, dude. I'm like, watch dude, the yeah. movie. Wow. Just put on the movie. <laughs> like, but, uh, it kind of... It does kind of kill the, the I, momentum. I really thought, honestly, I didn't want to tell you this before we went in. I was like, I'm going to hate this movie. I hate 60s, like, slow movies that yeah. are cheesy. I liked it. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. I liked it. I was mm-hmm. kind of middle. Um, I liked the chase scene before he does the iconic line. Get your... You know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, I, I could tell you were a huge fan because every two minutes, you're like, so I, I have this book, right? And it explains like behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. that, that that they did this and that. I'm like awesome. And, like they're doing the whole establishing shots when they're walking to the town or the uh, the waterfall for yeah. the first time. You're like they're good at the establishing shots. Five minutes later, they're still in the desert. And you're like, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty good at the shots. Five more minutes later, than the freaking desert still. I wish this movie would just hurry up a little yeah. bit. And then um, I guess we we giggled <laughs> like childs when they took off their clothes and went to the waterfall. We're like. <laughs> We, just we, were, we, were, yeah, we acted very immature. Because to make it worse, yeah. there's a guy behind us who oh my laughed. Yeah. He, like one of the guys goes, "Guys, come over here!" And he stands up, and the two guys look at it and bend down off screen while they're naked. And he's just standing there with his arms <laughs> on his head. Oh, that is so. And he's awkward. just nodding, and he's like, "Yeah." It's like, what's, <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't get this. But no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love like chasing, obviously. Mm-hmm. How like my name's Taylor. Oh, uh, yeah. you know. It's, it's a fun movie. I like Hawk, it. What's your general thoughts after I the think, rent, the borrow? I think the best part is how Charleston Heston and Linda, thinking Linda, Linda Hamilton. No, Nova. Yeah, Nova. He's Linda Harrison. My bad. How for almost half the movie they didn't speak. Well, Taylor Taylor doesn't speak. Yeah, for, for like about, a good portion, yeah, and then Nova yeah. doesn't speak the entire movie. I think it's pretty great for like. Just even an actress not saying an entire yeah. line the entire movie, and she has to use her body language and her eyes and her face and her expression just to, just to act. And I, that was something that rang true to me. And I kind of think she looks like a, she looks like a version of Ariana Grande a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think the you guys already mentioned the pace and all that, and the, and the famous lines. What I think th- the makeup is still one of the greatest parts it, about it, this movie. I think yes. the makeup still holds up. The, oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely really good, good parts where it, it's just outstanding, but there's definitely some bad parts to it, like when um, Cornelius and Ziva kiss, and mm-hmm. they, they kiss they kiss like like that. And it's, it's not that bad. It's, it's kind of bad, because <laughs> actual apes do have lips. Yeah. So, But that's the only time where I was like, oh, it's, oh, it's kind of corny. Let's but be the honest, makeup Mario, itself. We were laughing at that when it happened, because the first time they kissed, three times they went, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the there's was a scene one? too in the chase scene when when they all throw are throwing stuff at him. I was like, Josh, look. If you look in the background, some of them yeah. have masks. Because they didn't have time makeup. for the makeup. And then yeah. I'm like, you're like, there it is! There it is! It's your point of I love the fact of how uncivilized they were. Like, they were still... I think yeah. they have a net fetish. Because they just kept on throwing nets at them. And well, they I didn't, think that's all they had. They didn't work. They only worked, like, 50% of the time. Didn't they have jungle gyms back then? <laughs> I think it's the movie also, like... I think what also makes it uh, great... Um, is it definitely resonates with the time, like with the height of the Vietnam War and uh, the hippie movement. Hippie movement. Because it's very influential, I think, because of that, with the generation. And um, there's a lot of popular imagery in the movie about government and corruption, and there's a lot of uh, controlling the masses because mm-hmm. as the movie goes along, you notice that Caesar... The, the next few movies that Caesar is a chimpanzee, but in this movie, which is supposed to be later, obviously, um, the orangutans are mostly in charge of the government. Um, and, you know, they pretty much made the lawgiver, who is their higher power, um, an orangutan, if you look at the statue. And um, I think that's really interesting. Um, how they separate the population into groups like chimpanzees are workers and the gorillas are mostly like for the military and the orangutans are mostly like uh legal and politics and stuff yeah um i think a lot of the metaphors in it showcases that and i think um it also shows the power of faith and believing in a higher power and how it could be used to manipulate people yeah you definitely see that yeah like taking advantage of the like faith in a higher power. The, um, Cornelius found the, the archaeological dig, yeah. and he, it's, it's evident proof that something was before them, but no, they're so dead set in their religion that nothing comes before the scripts of Caesar and all that. Do you, think, do you guys think it, it holds up? Like, what? I wasn't bored. You weren't bored? No. Do you think it holds up today, though, like, as a as a good film? I think it depends on who watched it, because, like, yeah. you have, like, 16-year-olds. This is stupid! You definitely gotta yeah, have appreciation you know. for the, the amount of work that went into this movie. Mm-hmm. You gotta have, you gotta love sci-fi. You gotta love, like, the special effects that they use, the makeup. You gotta love all that stuff. I just look at a bunch of pictures of makeup. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to watch this, actually. Listening, yep. listening to you guys talk about it, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that as a 26-year-old, I'm going to love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to sit through it, I'm going to listen to everything, because my, my wife hates me, because I'm like, shh, 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 I'm listening to this. I want to hear every word when I watch the movie. Yeah, And I'm absolutely. really excited to do oh, that yeah. with this movie. I think, so, there's some really good scenes in this movie that really stand out, like, the first time you see apes, you're yes. on horses. And yeah, it's with the just, music? They have, it has like a... The soundtrack, the, the score. Man. Is what is it? I forget what song comes on when you first see an ape on a horse. It's just, it's like jarring. Yeah, it's like it's like an alarm. It's like a war horn. And yeah. then yeah. the other jarring scene is when they captured all these humans and they take hunting pictures of the humans. Yeah, yeah. smiling. So funny. I was, I was dying. I was like, that is some funny stuff right there. How about all the monkey puns there in the movie? Like, I think that also adds to its. Are they, funness. Are they legitimately funny, the monkey puns? Well, there's one where it's like, you know, human see, human do. Yeah. And then there's yeah. uh, And then in, when they're doing the trial on um, Taylor or Bright Eyes, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they do the monkey it? see, uh, see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, speak thing. no evil. 
how how often is the is the humor? Because I know that's that's a that's something that it's you not, gripe about with certain movies. Yeah. Uh, in particular, you Mario. It's I would it's say more in the middle of the movie. And yeah. Everything else is fine. Okay. Yeah, like maybe not, ten or five. 10, I mean, as long as it's appropriate, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I just wanted to know how Mario. Most most of the humor is kind of it, it's unintentional dry. humor. Yeah. Like the part where they're with, naked on the beach yeah. <laughs> and they're looking at something yeah. and it's a footprint, but Charlton Heston is kind of awkward and he's waiting. Like the two guys are lying there, uh, are kneeling down and he's just standing up and then he, he kneels down. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. Does, does it look like it was on purpose? I, I don't I, know. I, don't I think, know. I think there's, I think they missed a cue or something like that. They were supposed to, they yeah. were supposed to drop Did, down you the know same what was time. bothering me this whole movie too was like, well, yeah. How much water left? Like, a day and a half worth, and he goes, okay, and he goes, I'm just thirsty. Brings out a cigar and smokes it for like five, ten minutes, and goes, alright. We gotta understand his character, he doesn't care. Like, well, he, obviously. He, but, I mean, like, I don't mean that at all. He definitely only cares about himself. He, he basically represents that, that hippie movement, I think, and how he's like, well, society's doomed, I'm gonna do, well, maybe not the hippie movement, but he's one of those people that's like, you know what, society's doomed, whatever. And then I think it all comes together because his character develops mm-hmm. and changes in the movie he where he's like, cares for yeah, yeah, he starts end. to care for people. Oh man! And then at the end, you I know his his actual <laughs> his actual um, destiny or his thought of what would happen with the world did happen. Yeah. Yep. And um, there's also another thing I want to add. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I want to add. Go ahead. I mean, if you allow me. Go ahead. We allow me. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Oh. Um. I also think it resonates with today's standards of politics, especially with like um, Black Lives Matter and the police officers and um, just both current people who are running for office. Mm -hmm. I think it it resonates with today. And I think that's what today's movies are missing, are impactfulness, like meaning and metaphor. And I can agree. I think something a lot of movies throughout past generations had, like original Star Trek on television or next generation, I think are also good references of like that type of like meaningfulness and metaphor. Yeah, it's and, definitely missing. That. Yeah, it's. I I wouldn't say it's entirely missing. It's just not. It's not as evident. Yeah. Now. It it's not as clever. Yeah. I will say there are some there are some sassy moments in this movie, like when uh, Charleston Heston when he shaves for the first time. Yeah. And uh, what is the uh, the scientist goes. Somehow the... it makes you less intelligent. I was oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, that was so amazing. So, <laughs> There's a lot so, of good dialogue in this movie. Some, there was yep. some pretty sneaky dialogue that's like that I that I pay I was I was paying attention to most of the time. But there is some there is some sass in this movie, and the, the like um when Charleston Heston's character goes to ki- goes to kiss uh what's her name Ziva Zira Zira, and she goes, but you're so ugly. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was dying so far. Yeah. Um, I also think the, uh, well, Josh, what do you, what do you take, what's your take on the, uh, the ending? The iconic ending? Yeah. That everyone knows about? Yeah. I love it. I love parodies of it. And speaking of parodies of it, when, when it happened, and he's like, they blew it up! And they didn't show it yet. Yeah. I was like, you know what they blew up? <laughs> like, what? It's a lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been our intro, like, edit like, our podcast right yeah. there. They blew it up! <laughs> but no, I liked it. Like, I really thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. Hawk, what'd you think of the ending? I mean, I knew it was coming. Yeah. You yeah. obviously know it was coming. It's, I mean, it's been out it's for, like, so, since 1968. Charleston has... I don't... I've never... I don't remember seeing another Charleston Heston movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he I've hams seen, it up yeah. in every other movie that he's in. Does he? Does Pretty he ham, much. Does he ham it up like that? Yeah. 
well then, then if, it, if that's normal, then I get it. Yeah. But to me, who's not a big Charleston Heston movie watcher, yeah, it was kind of over the top. Mm. But I understand why he did it. He was the because Nicholas we Cage get screwed up time. and we let apes rule us. That's yeah. not that's not a good thing. I think the ending also uh, makes you think about the the movie entirely after you like after the credits start rolling and you hear the beach sounds. I think um, when you first watched it, Mario, did you know it was on Earth? I don't see. I don't remember. I I I, I want to I want I want to talk to someone who think who from was, that who, generation from that generation who watched it. And didn't really get the context clues because there are there. Yeah. Because they never they never say Earth in the mm-hmm. entire movie. I didn't catch it once. Cause Even though you know the twist is coming, what do you think of the twist? I mean, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good twist. And that camera shot from behind the the head of the Statue of Liberty when it when you can yeah. see him when you see the, the torch only see the torch. Yep. And then you can see the the the, the spikes on the, the spikes. Whatever, yeah. I think that's a beautiful yeah. shot. It starts to make your skin tingle. I think it if does. I was a critic. <laughs> I'd probably give this movie eight out of ten. Yeah, but because I love it, I give it a nine out of ten. Ooh, Ooh. going bananas in here! Oh my so gosh! I think- <laughs> Omg! So uh, Joey Jeff fun as guest. It was awesome, and uh, as number one fan, I look forward to being on. Yo, uh, you, you'll you know. be on again. You'll be yeah. on again. Yeah, one day. We're yeah. gonna do a thing called High School Throwdown. And you're gonna be the host. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. I just well, wanna... we'll, we'll let your fans be uh, surprised about that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, also between the parts, part two and part three of our favorite sci-fi movies, we're gonna uh, review um, Suicide Squad, which Suicide comes Squad. out next. Yep. Comes Suicide out this, this week. Next week. Um, it's gonna be so Friday. exciting. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm just going to make this now. I'm going to make this declaration now, and I've been saying it since I heard of Will Smith being casted as Deadshot in Suicide Squad. Will Smith is going to be the best part of Suicide (laughs) Squad, and I'm calling it now. I am calling it now. Well, John Kenoki... And I've been calling it forever. He's going to be our guest. Yes. For that episode, believes that Jared Leto is going to be the best part. Uh, That's what I think. (laughs) Joey Hill agrees. Josh, look, I, I, I feel this about You're upset about the rating change. I am. Are oh, you yeah. still excited? I don't. Wait, wait they get, Are you they, trying to go into it with low expectations? After the reshoots, they're like, yeah, it's appropriate now. PG-13. Really? They did that? Yeah. You can do Probably some crazy stuff in PG-13. And I do agree with that. However, we've heard reshoots from what? Batman vs. Superman, which is an alright movie, but it wasn't what we all thought it'd be. You gotta admit, it was kind of... <laughs> the ultimate cut makes it rated R. You know, Does it really, Mark? Yeah. Ultimate dish R. I haven't seen the ultimate, the ultimate but did it add it value right. to what? it though? So Batman v Superman. Oh, we're we're on that. We're talking. That's what we're talking about. See, yeah. this movie's so bad. I mean, was it? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I'd do your next sci-fi Joey, movie. You, you actually like that movie? I did. Well, for me, it it's it didn't feel like a movie movie. Like it was yeah. a movie, but it, for me, I just felt like I was watching another episode of the '90s uh, Justice, Justice League. League cartoon that you mm. watch on Netflix, which not, is a great 90s. show. Not '90s. But yeah, that that was '90s. So that's what no, that that feel and tone that feel really? and tone made you the old appreciate it. You yeah, say. this it, movie. It's, like that's it. the reason I liked it because yeah. it felt like that show. But I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. It didn't feel. I didn't feel like it held up to. And I hate to compare it to Civil War. Yeah. But it just didn't. Civil War did such a better job of mixing all those characters. Mm-hmm. Well, they also had a lot more time. True. Yeah. They, they did have a lot more to build on. Like they or to build off of. I mean. 
Exactly. Will Smith though, Chris Hawk. Will Smith. I'm telling. I'm calling it now. I've been <laughs> saying it forever. Look, I really. I kind of feel like Will, Will Smith, Smith is my dude. With the exception of maybe like a Wiki few Wow movies. Wiki he's Wow the same guy every time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, so so part two of this uh, top three favorite or top. It's gonna be eventually be what? Yeah, three. Top three. Our top three. Yeah. What movie are you going to review? I'm going to do Blade Runner. Chris Hawk is going to do Blade Runner. The director's cut. The director's cut? Yeah. Is that... That's without the narration of Harrison Ford that makes it... Oh, dude. Makes it better? Much better. Josh, what is... What are you going to... Re- what movie are you bringing to the table? Top three, part two. We researched it before we started recording. We did verify it as sci-fi. So, Clockwork Orange. <sighs> oh, really? God. Mm. I shouldn't sit on that when I hate it. <laughs> do, do you really? I really do. Just... just Real fast, why you hit it? Just like I just, main reason. Oh man, I just I, I sure. it's hard to follow. I don't like it. I just didn't feel the storytelling very well. Maybe my, my buddy of mine loves it, but he's read Sean, the book, and I Sean feel like Rollins. maybe I should read the book. I could appreciate the movie more. Uh, I just didn't like it. Doesn't Josh remind you of language. Sean a little really? bit? Really? It was weird. It's a lot of uh, Josh like satire, and, yeah. And there's a lot of Love, like hidden like, themes that you really that you don't pick up on if it's if you just want to. You better like, go a hand casual on that movie. Oh, I'm, I'm we're gonna let you host that. That's the only book I've read from. Cover to cover. I'm gonna really? crush Ever that in my movie because I hate reading books. I'm gonna what? crush that movie. I can't wait. I'll give you some material. I, I don't like. I'm gonna rewatch it so I can either. help you with your argument. No, yeah. it's okay. Before Joey I, became I, guest, I okay. wanted to do. I was actually gonna do Alien. Oh really? That's the good. next one. But tell me, tell me, you're doing Star Wars, Mario? No, Star Wars. I thought I am do doing too, Star right? Wars, but Star Wars would be part three. We're gonna save Star Wars. You should have like a secret episode. Are you doing Predator, Mario? I want to do Predator. See that and, and that sci- it. it's considered sci-fi action. Yeah, absolutely, but it's definitely sci-fi. It's alien. Definitely. All right, I'll no, do it's Predator. super sci-fi. You do a Predator. I'll do Predator. Oh my yes. god! I want you to just talk about the entire episode. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I might. I might. You just know what? Might. We might just watch it. We should just watch it for just, that episode. We just do commentary on it. Yeah, we just do commentary. <laughs> all right. That's, if it bleeds. Before part three, it. we'll do Predator commentary. <laughs> do we have any uh, weekly recs or no? Weekly anyone, recs. Anyone? Yeah, does anybody? Josh, you have a weekly recs? Actually, I just had to I just had to double check my sources real quick. But um, I watched a movie with my wife recently that I really enjoyed. I like I watch a lot of horror films with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Hush. Have yeah. you guys heard of Hush? I recommended <laughs> that. Nobody watched it. Thank you. Hush is it's I good. Really, yeah, it, it is, is good. Thank it's, you. It's a it's a Thank good you. watch. Someone saw the yeah. freaking movie finally. It's so good. Uh, oh, it's so such a fun movie. Is that your recommend? That's my weekly recommend. And and I have a weekly recommend for Chris Hawk. Watch Game of Thrones and finish it. No! Yeah, wait, I'm two wait. more seasons left, dude. You know what I'm doing? I'm waiting, I'm waiting until Game of Thrones so is done. So the hype is over? Get out of here, Danny. So I can just watch you'll, it You'll all. see every spoiler then. Everywhere you go, you're going to hear about it. Uh, just, I haven't heard spoiler yet. Just do yourself a favor, Chris Hawk. Hawk, and do that, Just do it. Watch it. Just <laughs> do, do it. Do you have a weekly recommend? I do. We, um, well, the other day I watched Turbo Kid. And yeah. it's a really fun... You have two weekly recommends. I have two. Yes. It's a really fun, really, really fun... It's intended uh, it's, to it's be... It's almost goofy. like a Fallout movie. Very similar to Fallout. And it's... I don't want to give it too much away. Because it's not a long movie. It's only an hour yeah. 30. So, give it a chance. 30 seconds. It's, it's an over-the-top movie. It's, it's over-the-top. It doesn't have to do with arm wrestling. It's just over-the-top. <laughs> and my other weekly recommend is... Uh, me and Joey here, right here, and his roommate and his wife played a board game last night. And it was, oh. it might have been one of the most stressful board games I've ever played, it but just, it, it was so much fun. It was fun. It's called Elder Sign, and in this, in this game, you have to defeat the Ancient Ones, and this, it's H.P. Lovecraft, so the Ancient Ones are uh, the end of the world monsters that are just going to destroy everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's co-op, right? It's you. You're you a team. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta help each other to like defeat this monster. And the way to defeat it is you have to collect these elder signs to trap them away and defeat them. And we played one of the hardest monsters last night. Oh, I, I looked through. It is the hardest monster. Our it, first time playing, and we drew the most difficult we, monster in the game. Our group here, we're, we're avid board games, board games, board games. role playing, tabletop board game games. players. So, so it, get, we got, it was just such a stressful game, and we won because Joey Hill did some Joey Hill things where he doesn't really think about what he's doing. I just did So it. he Hail Married. Yeah. Like the, like he, we could have lost. Because of Joey Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary. Hey, dude, to, to Rodgers, to Rodgers, Detroit. <laughs> just uh, unbelievable. Last sec, like, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they, <laughs> it can't, look, the way, the way we, the best way to put it is like, it was like, what did you guys say the probability was? Uh, one in 36, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a one in 36 chance for you to do what you did. To okay. him? Or one, just to do what he Or did. it's a one in six, it was either, it's either, yeah. All right, so it might there's be a one six-sided in, die. There, yeah. are two, there, there, there are six-sided dies with symbols on it, right? Okay. And on the, I had to get such a specific combination. You had there's to get only a scroll one, and a skull. Yeah, I had to get a scroll and a skull. And there's only one scroll and one skull on each die. And I had to roll one of each on two dice. And, or we lose the game. Yeah. Jerry didn't, even, didn't <laughs> care. He was like, I just threw the dice. He just threw the dice. <laughs> That's amazing. Part of the dice. It was, <laughs> you guys must have been hype. We, super hype. The oh, thing is, we thought. Awesome. The thing hype. is, when we first started playing, we thought we were done to begin with because it just doom tokens is how you lose. And mm-hmm. if too many doom tokens on the be- on the on the on the beast, then you lose. Yeah. So it was just beast doom token after doom token after doom, and we were just not doing well at all. And then. Last second, we just came out of yeah, nowhere. Like it was turns. they killed the Demogorgon. So if you guys ever want to play, <laughs> if you ever want to play a good, cooperative, stressful but fun board game, Elder Sign. I also have a weekly recommend, and uh, it's a show I watched with my girlfriend. It's a Korean show called um, "Fated to Love You." Ooh. What? Uh, you know, it's yeah. funny. My mom's watching that right now. Really? And I'm not even kidding. It's is it, good. I in walked Korea. down here watching it and I said, you're hot. And I left. I didn't get into it. I really, I was like, this is stupid. You didn't like it? I did not. Is I, it in Korean? Yeah. Do I have to read subtitles? Yeah. All right. I have to build myself up to do that. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a, a reader and I, I like to watch animes in dub because I don't like them in Same sub. Here. <laughs> so I, I, I get crap on, you could crap for it all the time. But um, I, I, I dig it. I think it's a really good show. Um, my girlfriend's really big into Korean movies and Korean shows. What? So, oh, because I my one of my recommendations is actually a Korean movie. But go ahead. Wait, um, is she really into Korean movies? Yeah, yeah, and she, uh, like what? Like what? Like the host? Know, the Does shows? she like the host? No, no. Like we it's watched. A monster uh, we watched Miss Granny together. Miss Granny was good. Have you seen Miss Granny? Heard of it. It's pretty good, but um, it's a really good series. I don't think I think it's one season. Um, I bought it for her too recently, and uh, I don't know. We it's a fun little like if you're into like is it a slice foreign, of life. It's slice of life. Okay, it's slice of life. But it, it, if you're into like uh, foreign shows and and like Korean movies, um, and you want to sit down and watch something with your girlfriend, or if your girlfriend's also into that, give Faded to Love You a try. I'm gonna try it with my wife. I'm gonna try it. Do it. Yeah. Josh, what's your weekly recommend? You got three wrecks. Oh my uh, goodness! Just, just pick one. Just pick one. Oh, one's music though. Okay, just one music, one movie. No, yeah. I don't want to hear his music. Do just all right. Do one music. Uh, do his, do his Ghost <laughs> or Ghost BC's first album, Opus Eponymous. Great, thirty minutes long. Great music. Um, movie wise, I had to choose between horror 
or the Korean movie. I'm gonna go with Korean. Uh, oh boy, watch it. Oh my it? goodness, I love that movie. Thank you. Great. I, I old, new or old? No, not no, the original one. Okay. New one doesn't exist. Draw my jaw dropped. All right, I'm a plug. When I watched that movie. I'm a plug our twitters now. Plug it. I'm a plug them. Plug them. Plug them. We ain't got time for that. 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 I got bronchitis. Go ahead, Mario. Go ahead, Mario. Look Chris up. Chris Hawk up on Twitter at uh, what is it? Future Chris Hawk. At Future Chris Hawk. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't type anything. I just retweet a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's mostly. <laughs> It's mostly about video I, games or Green Bay Packers. I so. hardly use it at all. I mean, I, yeah, it's like all NFL. Almost. It's it's almostly. I'm almost yeah. always retweeting Green Bay stuff. And so. and what we post on our Twitter too. You Basically, can, yeah. Josh, um, which we can find you. You don't really have a Twitter, but no. you do sometimes. I do broadcast. You do broadcast on Twitch. On Twitch yep. Video games. Yep. Dark Souls Three. Drunken Dark Souls Three. That was shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I think you should do more things like I that. I forgot that existed. That's how bad you it was. Might, you might I hope do it's like still a, on there. You might want to do like I got a, to eight, I got to eight shots. And but drunken gaming sounds like your, a legit uh, thing. What's your Twitter? Entrails of the Forgotten. Entrails of the Forgotten. Yeah, that's pretty morbid. It's and uh, you can find it's me on Twitter <laughs> that I don't really use, uh, at Mars Bacars. And you might see me at the uh, Tattoo Fest coming up. I'm getting a Donnie Darko tattoo, most likely, so you'll see me. Are you getting the numbers on your wrist? Yes, on I your am. arm. You are getting the from elbow to wrist. Was it twenty eight forty two uh twelve eight? Is yes. that what it is? Something like that. Close enough. Yeah. And you can find us on iTunes, of course. Give us a review on there. Um honest review. I mean, you can be nasty. You can be really nice. Any review. Any review. review, yeah. Any yeah. review is good review because it gives either us way you listen good to feedback. It. Yeah. <laughs> and uh what you gonna do? Which <laughs> and it it gives us feedback review. on how to improve to and it. um <laughs> That's always good. Healthy feed, healthy feedback on improving and stuff. Um, also, you can find our website is uh, cinema7podcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at cinema7 underscore podcast. I like that underscore. Did I say SoundCloud? Look us up on SoundCloud, too. SoundCloud. Cinema7. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Did you already plug the uh, other two guys that you got follow you? Uh, the group. Oh, I did want to plug in a podcast awesome. who uh, who did retweet us because um, I listened to them. That's amazing. And I, th- I thought it was kind of cool, but um, I just listened to one of their episodes. It's uh, I guess it's kind of a weekly recommend. Do go, it. Go, whis- go listen Do to uh, Geek 101 podcast. They're on iTunes. Listen to their episode on sci-fi universes. The two guys, they, they have good chemistry. They, they have really good conversations, really good discussions. And um, Forget the one guy's name. One's Ariel, and I don't remember the other guy, but he is very articulate. Sebastian. And uh, very smart. No. Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... I don't know. Ursula. He's, he's just really smart. He's really articulate. He knows his comic book stuff, too. So he could rival between you and John on Marvel and DC. Just can't memorize how many times <laughs> Peter Parker. There's just so many, so many Spider-Man. There's just so many things <laughs> yeah. wrong. He's, he's really smart, though. It's really cool. <laughs> But um, yeah, look us up on Twitter, SoundCloud, check out our website, and uh, like I said, find us on Twitter and find Josh on Twitch. Joey, do you have anything you want us to plug for oh, you? No, or? No, I, I just, I do not. I don't really do social yeah, media. Yeah, want to thank Pizza Hut for the pizza. Joey, Joey is I'm not like private. I'm almost just, off the grid. Yeah, I'm not private. I just yeah. really don't go on social media. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. Chris Hawk's I my mean, news source. <laughs> yeah. Just look at his retweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, Green Bay Packers are in uh, training camp right now. All right, guys. With that, uh, we'll see you next episode.
thank you for watching thank with you. us. Yeah, thank you for watching it with us. And exploring. And exploring. Explore, guys. Excelsior! Oh, let's move! 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 Stay easy, guys!